Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for APW for the 29th of October 2021. Stuart Williamson here at The Helm. This week we're going to be talking about a variety of interest rate issues, inheritance tax and what state of the current residential market is. So off we go. Okay, UK interest rates to rise on November the 4th. That's the question, will they or won't they? Consumer confidence is its lowest level since the first lockdown in the UK amid rising cases of COVID-19, soaring energy bills and deepening concerns about the UK's economic outlook. Frankly, I would have thought that it's a pretty grim time to be increasing interest rates um, until we're probably out of the woods when it comes from an economic perspective. So we had a look at the FT last week to see what their comments were, this week rather, and see what their views were. And their comments are basically, the UK's economic rebound has hit strong headwinds in October and consumer confidence has dropped to the lowest level since the last lockdown and record share of manufacturers reporting material and labour shortages. Basically, it all went very well, but the October data is looking pretty grim. The monthly consumer confidence index published by GFK dropped four points to minus 17% in October, which is down from 10 points, down 10 points from the pandemic high point in July. And it's as low as the lowest score we had right at the very beginning. Joe Statton, who's Client Strategy Director at GFK, said that after a robust recovery in the first half of 2021, UK consumer confidence has taken a turn for the worst. Amidst fuel and food shortages, surging inflation, squeezing household budgets and the climbing COVID rates. So it's pretty grim. And it's important to watch this index because it basically is one of the biggest parts of the recovery. I mean, basically 4.1% percentage of the economic growth for the, for the year to date has been supplied by UK housing spending of the 4.8% that's actually occurred. So it's the largest driver of the rebound. Declining confidence comes as the manufacturing sector is also facing a lot of headwinds. You know, it goes back to, I remember the Evergreen getting stuck in the Suez Canal. You know, that has had a major effect, if you can believe that, on logistical deliveries. According to a separate survey from the CBI this week, almost two thirds of manufacturers cited, cited, cited availability of materials and components as a, a factor likely to limit output in the next quarter, which is the highest proportion since January 1975. Anna Leach, a CBI Deputy Chief Economist said, from higher material costs to labour shortages, manufacturers continue to face a number of seriously global, serious global supply challenges, hampering their ability to meet strong demand. So therefore, to me, it would seem crazy to increase rates, but the markets don't think so. The FT quotes the Bank of England chief economist warning that UK inflation is likely to hit 5% very shortly. That guy's name is Hugh Pill, cracking name. On the back of that, gauges of future prices put the odds of a rate change at November's meeting next week at the 4th of the, of the MPC at 80%. Governor Andrew Bailey's statements that officials would need to act to curb inflation and set the hairs running over the weekend, despite news that inflation actually fell in September to 3.1%. They think it could go back up to 5 Now, swap rates, which are a good barometer of the path of borrowing costs, are currently climbing sharply. Spreads between two and five-year fixed-rate mortgages at 75% loan-to-value and their respective rates in the swaps market are now approaching zero. Okay, so... I don't really understand how swap rates swap rates work, but basically it means that interest rates are going to go up. Now, what does that mean to you? As you said in the last uh, web, uh, market wrap, 
An increase, as they suggest, of three interest rates changes by the end of next year would increase your repayments to £180 more on a £200,000 mortgage. But put into context, if inflation is running at, say, an average of 3% in three years, that increase would have been wiped away by inflation. So I don't think in the bigger picture it is that big. But you need to be aware that interest rates are likely to go up next week. Secondly, um, it was a budget yesterday and we had a rather <laughs> some rather pleasant news from the Chancellor that he's knocking three pence of a pint of beer, which is great, obviously. Um, but one of the things that he did do by stealth tax, as they call it, is that he, he froze the inheritance tax uh, level until for another five years. Now, it's important because more and more people are falling into that. Apparently, the same by the office. Office of Budget Responsibility say that 50,000 people will fall into that by 2026, um, up from 22,000 in 2018, uh, and only six months ago they were saying 36,000. So what does it mean? Well, what is an inheritance tax for a start? It came first introduced in 1694 as the Stamps Act, and it was applied to estates worth more than 20 pounds, uh, and it was to fund the War of the League of Augsburg, which I have no idea what that's all about either. And basically what it is, is that over £325,000, you pay 40% tax, if that's going outside of, of a marriage. Between spouses, there's no uh, inheritance tax, unless it's a non-domicile spouse, then there is. So 325, on top of that, you've got a potentially, potentially an extra £175,000, which is called the main residence nil rate band. So perhaps you've got half a million pounds that you can pass on and then you pay 40% tax over that and with the average house price getting close to that you know 300 or thousand quid it's you know it's becoming a, a big a bigger threat to wealth and so consequently if you can buy through a special purpose vehicle which we talk a lot about is well worth considering that as a way of planning for inheritance tax provision okay why is it a stealth tax because I tried to do some research on this, and I don't think it's increased since 2010. So it's been £325,000, according to this freeze, for nearly 16 years. And if we've got inflation just at 2.5% over 16 years, that's 40%. Okay, so it means that basically that £325,000 has actually declined by 40% in real purchasing power during that period. And it is the reason why so many more people are getting caught by it. So something to be aware of. SPVs might be a good idea, a good way to go. Um, finally, Zoopla House report was out on the 26th of October. And very quickly, they say 2020 on a record was a record year for sales, with house sales exceeding the highs of 2007, where 1.5 million occurred, and over 473 billion of new sales agreed, the highest ever. There's no sign of any cliff edge. The impact of pandemic on activity has further to run, albeit at a less frenetic pace. They say there's further room for average house price growth because in most affordable housing markets where a current rate of growth is still high. The primary headwinds of 2022 will be higher living costs, which is inflation, and increased mortgage rates, which will affect buying power, which are these increases we discussed. House price growth will be greatest in the Northwest and the East Midlands at 4%, and lowest in London at 2%. What does that mean to you? Not a crash, the boom's gonna slow, there's still good upside and it's still a good buying opportunity. Uh, finally, 
is the note on e-commerce. We're talking about East Midlands being a great place to buy be because of this e-commerce growth. You know, house prices are going up well. Rents are up by 9%. There's lots of customer satisfaction hubs being built there. And what they have, they have a hub and spoke approach, these distribution companies. Hubs are the big ones. Then you have spokes reaching out to urban areas where they then distribute from. And you can get them in the same day, basically. I think I bought something off of Apple last week and it was delivered the same day. So those hubs lead to spokes and spokes are in urban areas which are taking up areas that would otherwise be used potentially for more housing developments. So that's going to exacerbate the urban problems. So it's going to get worse, frankly, that the housing shortage. Now, if you look at the latest data as who has got the largest amount of e-commerce going on in the world, the average is 6.29% growth in e-commerce. The UK's growth in e-commerce is 3.47% over the next five years. I mean, that's compared to places like Turkey, where it's 15% growth. You know, so the UK's growth is very slow, and so it will accelerate, we will have more of this e-commerce, and it will have an impact on where is a good place to buy. So there we go. That's it for this week. Overall, the outlook is positive. Interest rates will increase, but not at such a level as to drive us into a crash because they've got to balance it out against what's going on in the UK economy. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.